0: Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter 19. In this chapter, we have several instances where David is protected from the attempts of King Saul to take his life. Let's begin by reading the first 17 verses. 1 Samuel chapter 19, beginning at verse 1. Now Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted greatly in David. So Jonathan told David, saying, My father Saul seeks to kill you. Therefore, please be on your guard until morning and stay in a secret place and hide. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak with my father about you. Then what I observe, I will tell you. Thus Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he has not sinned against you and because his works have been very good toward you. For he took his life in his hands and killed the Philistine. And the Lord brought about a great deliverance for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood to kill David without a cause? So Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan, and Saul swore, As the Lord lives, he shall not be killed. Then Jonathan called David, and Jonathan told him all these things. So Jonathan brought David to Saul And he was in his presence as in times past. And there was war again. David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a mighty blow. And they fled from him. Now the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand. And David was playing music with his hand. Then Saul sought to pin David to the wall with a spear. But he slipped away from Saul's presence. And he drove the spear into the wall. So David fled and escaped that night. Saul also sent messengers to David's house to watch him and to kill him in the morning. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If you do not save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michael let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. And Michael took an image and laid it in the bed, put a cover of goat's hair for his head, and covered it with clothes. So when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, he is sick. Then Saul sent the messengers back to see David saying, bring him up to me in the bed that I may kill him. And when the messengers had come in, there was the image in the bed with a cover of goat's hair for his head. Then Saul said to Michael, why have you deceived me like this and sent my enemy away so that he has escaped? And Michael answered Saul, he said to me, let me go. Why should I kill you? Let's begin our study of this chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 19, with some background notes. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, we saw that because of David's great victory over Goliath, David became a popular hero in Israel. And David was promoted and became a young general in the Israeli military forces. And David married Michael, one of the king's daughters and became very good friends with Jonathan, the son of King Saul. All this was the good news. The bad news was that because of David's popularity, Saul became extremely jealous of David. He broke his promise of giving Merib, his firstborn daughter, to David, his wife. He demoted David. He tried to get David killed by the Philistines. And he even tried to kill David himself twice, By hurling his spear at him. Now, here in chapter 19, things go from bad to worse. We see several more attempts by Saul to kill David. Jealousy is a deadly sin. But God can protect his servants. And we see here in chapter 19 that the Lord protected David from all these attempts by King Saul to take David's life. Now a word of explanation is needed concerning Michael's trick of putting an idol in place of David, who was supposedly sick in bed. What was this household idol doing in David's home anyway? Possession of these household idols in that culture did not necessarily mean that you were involved in idolatry any more than having a Christmas tree in your home today means that you are involved in idolatry even though the Christmas tree does trace back to idolatry. We also know that the small household idols were used as title deeds to the property in patriarchal times, and the large one in David's house probably belonged to Michael and was used as a cultural decoration. In any case, David was never involved in idolatry. Well, so much for background. Let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points for this chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 19. In other words, what is the Bible teaching here? Doctrinal or teaching point number one God can use natural means to protect his servants. God can use natural means to protect his servants. In this chapter, we're going to see that God used both natural means and supernatural means to protect David from King Saul. Here in verses 1 through 17, the verses that we just read, I think we can list four natural means that God used to protect David. Friends, human ability, family, and circumstances. In reference to friends, David's good friend Jonathan went to bat for David. Jonathan reminded his father King Saul of all the good things that David had done for him and for the nation. And Jonathan convinced Saul that to take David's life would be to sin against innocent blood. So we read in verse 6, So Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan, and Saul swore, As the Lord lives, David shall not be killed. Now Saul's change of heart here only lasted a short time. But God used Jonathan, David's friend, to help protect David. And this happened, by the way, more than once. In verses 9 and 10, we see that the Lord used David's own ability, his agility, and Saul's inability with a spear to protect David. This was the third time that David escaped from King Saul when the evil spirit came upon him. Wouldn't you have loved to hear the comments after Saul missed David this third time? In any case, God used human ability and human inability to protect David. In verses 11 through 17, God used Michael, David's wife, to protect him. Now, Michael's ingenuity in concealing David's escape is to be admired, but not her lies. You know, this is similar to the case of Rahab lying to protect the spies at Jericho in Joshua chapter 2. Rahab is never commended for her lying in Hebrews chapter 11 or James chapter 2, where she's mentioned. She is commended for her faith in the God of Israel. God could have protected the Jewish spies without Rahab's lies. In the same way, God could have protected David without Michael's lies. In fact, Michael's lie about David threatening her life probably intensified Saul's attempts to get David. But Michael did help David escape by letting him down through a window. In Psalm 59... We learn more about the circumstances surrounding this escape. The title of Psalm 59 says that the occasion of this Psalm was when Saul sent men and they watched the house in order to kill David. Apparently the ambush forces were not watching the back window and God used these circumstances to help David escape and protect him. So God used all of these natural means, friends, human ability, family, and circumstances to protect David. And the Lord can do the same for us. Illustration. I remember the Lord protected us from a huge 80-car pile-up accident on a major interstate by delaying us five minutes at a gas station. God can use natural means to protect his servants. Doctrinal point number two. God can use supernatural means to protect his servants. God can use supernatural means to protect his servants. Verses 18 through 24. So David fled and escaped and went to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and stayed in Naoth. Now it was told Saul saying, take note, David is at Naoth in Ramah. Then Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the group of prophets prophesying and Samuel standing as leader over them, The Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. And when Saul was told, he sent other messengers, and they prophesied likewise. Then Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they prophesied also. Then he also went to Ramah and came to the great well that is at Seku. So he asked and said, Where are Samuel and David? And someone said, Indeed, they are at Naoth and Ramah. So he went there to Naoth and Ramah. Then the Spirit of God was upon him also, and he went on and prophesied until he came to Naoth in Ramah. And he also stripped off his clothes and prophesied before Samuel in like manner and lay down naked all that day and all that night. Therefore, they say, is Saul also among the prophets? You know, this chapter reminds me a lot of 1 Kings 17. There, in 1 Kings 17, God provided for Elijah's needs by both natural means and supernatural means. God had Elijah drink water from a brook. Remember the brook Kareth? A natural means. And he had ravens drop off meat and bread twice a day. That is not natural for sure. God supernaturally controlled these birds to provide for Elijah. God not only uses natural and supernatural means to provide for his servants, but to protect his servants as well. And that's what we have here in 1 Samuel chapter 19. When King Saul was told that David was with Samuel at Naoth, where Samuel had set up a school for young prophets, Saul sent messengers there to take David. But the Spirit of God came upon these henchmen from King Saul, and they prophesied in spite of themselves. This happened three times until Saul himself came to Naoth. But he likewise was forced by the Spirit of God to prophesy in spite of himself all day and all night while David was protected. Naked here, by the way, can mean stripped of his royal apparel. Question. Can God use supernatural means to protect his people today? Yes, of course. Illustration. You know, I once had four teenage thugs in Chicago surround me with the intention of robbing me. I started to witness to them, and all of a sudden they took off. Now, did God use angels to drive them off? I don't know. We do know from Hebrews 1.14 that God uses angels to give service to those who are saved. Now, this doesn't mean that Christians will never get hurt or become martyrs. No. But God can use supernatural means to protect his servants. Now, what about practical application? Let's be peacemakers like Jonathan. Let's be peacemakers like Jonathan. Did you ever try to reason with unreasonable people? We tend to say it's hopeless. That's the kind of situation Jonathan was in. King Saul had a serious problem with jealousy and was unreasonable. And Jonathan probably realized that any reasoning with his father would only bring temporary peace. But Jonathan was a peacemaker and tried for peace even at the risk of his own life. And Jonathan was successful and able to attain a measure of peace on behalf of David, even though it was only temporary. But it may have saved David's life at that point. And God used it to protect David. And God will bless our efforts as well, even with unreasonable people. Let's be peacemakers like Jonathan.